I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Välkomna till Rockbottom! Här är vi igen, rockpuddingarna ja. Anders och Erika. Idag sitter vi på något ställe som känns väldigt hemtant för mig. Ja, en turnébuss sitter ja. vi faktiskt i. Men vi sitter inte här med vem som helst. Nej. Let's say welcome to Gaschi. Gaschi in the house! Hey, On tour here in Stockholm mm. yeah. for the new album. Yeah, man. The new album Fearless coming out next week. And we are out here playing some shows in Sweden. I would have never thought that the tour would have started here in Sweden, out of all places. Why? I don't know why, because, uh, I, I mean, I've seen you quite a few times, <laughs> yeah. but um, to be honest, I haven't been playing so much in Sweden, as much as I would have liked to play. Right. Uh, so it was a nice surprise when um, Jesper Binzer asked me to open his shows. Perfect. And, you know, we're starting here. Yeah, we had the crazy day and he came up and said hi. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. So when, when was your last gig in Sweden and with what act? Do you remember? I have to remember now. Hold on. <laughs> was, was it? it was, I think it was Allegiance of Rock. Yeah. Uh, Allegiance of Rock, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fun cover band that we put together with um, some hype. With John Orham? No, no, no. Uh, John, John Levin. Yeah, yeah, John Levin. The other John, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> the other John from Europe. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, Andrews Johansson. Mm-hmm. Right. Of Hammerfall and Rising Force and, uh, and all those bands. And, yeah, yeah. and. Um, And uh, we have uh, Ronnie Romero, who sings in Richie Blackman's yeah. Rainbow now, yeah. The Young Gun. So we did the festival, didn't we? What was it? Or, oh, sorry, it was a... Uh, yeah, I think it was... Uh, uh, Cilia Rock. Cilia Rock, yeah. yeah. So, uh, On a boat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so that was uh, last year. Yeah. yeah. So what have you been up to since? Well, since that, I, I made a, a new record, a new yeah. solo record, obviously. Yeah, that's coming out but, now. Yeah, but in between, I was touring with my band Firewind. Mm-hmm like my main band so um, we just finished up a world tour we were last month in uh, Latin America which is a huge market for heavy metal and rock it is I mean actually not so much as it used to be from what I've heard uh-huh. because you know now everybody's like going everywhere. there <laughs> yeah yeah everybody's going there now mm-hmm. nowadays but it was the first time for us so it was very exciting mm-hmm. um, I mean I've been there a couple of times with Ozzy but never with my own band how so. long were you with Ozzy? Mm, since 2009 mm-hmm. until uh, up until last year so seven eight years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how come you ended up there I don't know they they, <laughs> they found me they found me online and they emailed me and they asked me to audition yeah 
and I went out to LA and I did the audition and it was great. Yeah. And we, you know, we clicked right away. Yeah. You were born in Greece, of course. Born and raised. In Thessaloniki. Correct. The second city. Correct. <laughs> in Sweden, we have a joke fight going on between mm. Stockholm and Gothenburg uh, because, you know, we think they're lesser than us and they think we're just <laughs> stuck up assholes here, over here in Stockholm. Is it the same in, in between uh, people in Athens and, and, and Thessaloniki? A little bit, but I think it's um, mostly for football stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is Not it like for that? music. No, not really. No, in music, it's a little bit more of a, um, I don't know, it's, it's it's a unity, actually. I mean, um, I always got along with all the Athenian musicians and stuff. Um, I don't know. And they, um, no, there's a, a, the Athenians really love, actually, Thessaloniki, um, because it's a smaller city and it's by the water and they love to uh, come out there. And um, I mean, what, what was the climate for, for rock when you grew up in, in Greece? You mean like for a local scene? Yeah, well, yeah. Was there a lot of rock bands going on there? Not so much, to be honest. It was really hard for me to find musicians from my town to play. Um, there was one death metal band from from uh, <laughs> from uh, Thessaloniki that had signed um, a contract like a, with a small Danish label. The band was called Exhumation. And to me back then, that was like unheard of, a band signing a, a, a European record deal. So me and the guitar player became good friends because we had the same teacher guitarist Marius uh, we actually ended up forming another band later on a death metal band called uh, Night Rage that was when I was very young obviously so yeah I did uh, two records with Night Rage because mm-hmm. Greece uh, excuse me but it's quite an unusual place for rock stars to come from name three other I mean, let's international just say, Greek rock stars let's just, <laughs> let, exactly let's just say Greece is not the mecca of heavy metal no, right? yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. so name three international Greek uh, rock uh, stars Mm. Okay. You're well, struggling. Yeah. Demis Russos? Yeah, yeah, but is he hard rock? No. No, he's not. No, no, he was more like Nanami Skouri? Schlager. Nanami Skouri. Yana? Who's that? Yana was uh, she had a couple of hits in the 80s, I think. Yana was See, a, I don't know. Her. You don't even know the Greek stars. My, my, yeah, I, I know. I mean, my favorite one is Vangelis. Vangelis, of course. He's major. And 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 really a, 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 in his own right. I mean, and so they were and they were part of a 70s uh, prog rock band Aphrodite's Child I don't know if you guys know no. Aphrodite's Child I've heard, heard the name they have they had this album called 666 back then in the 70s it's, it's still like it's a very underground gem okay. prog rock gem yeah. that's huh? quite early to use 666 in, in yeah the, it was like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah have to check that out yeah. so we don't really have to ask you maybe why you left your home country <laughs> <laughs> no exactly yeah I mean I and I had this dream as a kid you know obviously I knew where the whole stuff was happening you know it was in America so, um, but funnily, funnily enough, when I went to America in the late '90s, it didn't work out for heavy metal so good there, uh, and I found myself in Sweden a few months later mm-hmm. because the Swedish uh, scene was blooming a lot back then. Uh, I mean, now too, but mm-hmm. even back in the late '90s, you know, the bands from Gothenburg, the Gothenburg sound, so to yeah. speak, you know, um, and like I said, remember when I just mentioned this band Exhumation? Those friends of mine, they were recording in in Gothenburg. At Fredman Studio, of course. Yeah. So with uh, Frederick Nordstrom. So yeah. I asked him if I could join them during the recordings and hang out and see what's happening here because why? Why is everybody talking about Sweden and the Swedish scene? So I came out here actually uh, in the summer of '99. That was just on the verge when in flames and everybody was. That, yeah, and that's what yeah. everything was happening then. So I ended up staying here because me and their producer Frederick Nordstrom we formed a band. Uh-huh. Um, and that band was Dream Evil. 
and that essentially was uh, my start, my, my career start. In, so you have very strong ties to Sweden. I do. I so, do. So we'll do this interview in Swedish then. Yes, let's do it. Let's start over again. Yeah. I do understand a little bit, but I have not as good as I would like to because obviously I actually to be honest if I end up staying here a few days more I will probably pick up more it'll come back to me yeah yeah they say that if if you're good at music you it's easy to learn languages as well maybe yeah because you, you uh, have an ear for something I guess so I mm-hmm. guess so and I was always good with languages actually since I was a kid and also it helped that I was traveling since I was a kid I went to America very young because I had some family visiting there in the summer spending summertime there and you know i came to sweden when i was 19 so i absorbed a lot of the culture so it was a good thing you know it um it made me made me mature much faster but i also kind of you know broadened my horizons you mm-hmm. know? like you know a citizen of the world yeah like when you go back home after that you feel like oh you realize how small it is where you are but at the same time you appreciate it for other things absolutely yeah, yeah. there were quite big shoes to fill when you ended up with Aussie, right? Yeah. With, with Jake Lee and, and Zach Wilde and Randall Rhodes. To be honest, I never found any shoes of theirs to, <laughs> to fit it, so I, I don't know how big they were. So. <laughs> were you ever, time. like, nervous and, and, you know? I, you know, I think anybody would be. Yeah. Really, I mean, it's... It's, it's freaking Aussie there next yeah, to me. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, it's such so much history there, and uh, it's such a spotlight for anybody to just play guitar next to that guy. Um... Sure, yeah, I was nervous, um, but at the same time, I also had a certain attitude like, hey, you know, this is your chance now, you know, go out there and uh, what's the worst thing that can happen? People are going to hate you, okay, so, but, it, you know, at least more people are going to hear about me, so, <laughs> and, and I'm going to get to play with Ozzy, and this is, um, this is one so once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. How much artistic freedom did you get? Uh, did he allow you to, to, to do your own thing, or did he want you to play the songs correctly? Well, originally my approach was to play stuff um, as as close to, uh, to the originals as possible. That was also That's what my, the fans want to hear. I, that's what I thought as a fan myself. Yeah. Uh, so we never really discussed it. I just uh, knew that he liked what I was doing from the, from the get-go. Um, I never deviated much from the originals. You know, I tried to go for that sound, whether we was we were playing a Zach Wild era song or a Randy Rhodes era song, or it was a Black Sabbath song for that matter. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you have your sound and your guitar and your gear and everything is gonna sound like you. But, you know, you try to play those notes as close as possible, you know? Were there ever one song that you really enjoyed playing? That's like, yeah, this one. Oh yeah, I loved. Actually, I loved the opening of the shows with Bark at the Moon. Always. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I'm an '80s kid, so I love. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and what a great song that yeah. is. I mean, you are a string wizard. Ooh. You're definitely among, uh, you know, the the tops. Uh, let's just say I'm the best guitar player in this in, in the room <laughs> right now. Oh, oh definitely, yeah. definitely in this bus. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. I can't play. <laughs> so Erica can't play. Uh, but Christian but but but, but, but <laughs> definitely, you you have that speed. You have the technique. Uh, and, the tone. The tone. The tone. Yeah. 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 That takes tone, a lot man. of practice, and I know from experience because I grew up. Uh, I was almost a neighbor to Ingvi Malmsteen. Mm. Uh, and uh, I know how much he practiced <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, to get there. And and, uh, and just by coincidence, we were married. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I so I, I, I heard him practice as well. <laughs> you heard him practice, but, he, but when he yeah. met you, he could play. <laughs> yeah, he could play. Yeah. And now he. Can't I heard play. him when he couldn't play. <laughs> Did you spend your whole uh, 
teen years just playing? Or More or less, yeah. It uh, sounds very familiar what you're saying because I remember when I was in high school, all I did was I like my day was for like I was in school or when I was not in school, I was just locked in my room uh, trying to figure out um, stuff and practicing and, you know, for my favorite guitar players, Ingvi being one of them actually. So, you know, it's it was like that for a number of years for me. To a point where my father thought there was something wrong. He's like, he's like, son, you don't go out with girls. All the other uh, guys in your class go out. With, what's the matter with you? Uh, I don't like nothing. It's just like uh, you know, I, I just gotta figure out how to play a trilogy or something. <laughs> and yeah, but you know, soon enough, thankfully, I had this scholarship for Berklee College of Music when I was 16. And then, like, he really got it. He's like, okay, you are you're, you're a natural, and this is what you need to do. This is the, this is the mission. So, you know, I was lucky. I had very supportive parents. You know. And hopefully you got laid later on tour. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you well, good for did, you. Yeah. Actually, my first girl was in Sweden. Was a Swedish one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I, 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 yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was also a late bloomer when it came to that. Like I, I you had the guitar. I had the guitar. <laughs> she was my girl. You know? so, yeah. What What was your approach to your solo album? Now, what What, what did, did you want to accomplish? Um, well, the idea with the solo record was to. Um, ha- to really define what Gus G sounds like as a solo artist because the first two records that I did with collaborations with a different artists like mm-hmm. different singers or producers or songwriters a lot of people uh, but this one is actually a, a trio power trio lineup setup so um, yeah it's just like we, we want we were going for a cohesive type of sound a certain flow throughout the record um, that was that was the main goal really Mm-hmm. To just develop my my sound, you know, it takes a while until you find your your sound. Even though I mean, I have my style and stuff. You know, being a solo artist is a, still a new thing for me. How would you describe the contemporary sound of of metal? What is defying metal in the late 2010s? Well, actually, metal has uh, has has a lot of branches right now. That's what I'm figuring out. I mean, um, obviously, there's still like a lot of the classic sounds there, but you have, I mean, there's so many different. Um, what's the word? Uh, mashups like you have uh, you know the folk metal bands then you have like of course the power metal bands or the symphonic metal or you got I don't know obviously the the metalcore bands and then the younger scene you know and um, I don't know it's just like a big melting pot right now in heavy metal so I, I think that's good that's healthy mm-hmm. you know it is for sure yeah so give us a great Aussie moment because we all saw the TV show. We all know what he's up to. We, we need a, a, a great Aussie moment. A, a great uh, story. <laughs> you know, he wasn't as crazy as uh, people think he was. But when I, when I joined the band, at least in my time with him, because he was uh, away from all the, the bad stuff. So he was just drinking tea, sharing, oh, okay. sharing stories. But I mean, he's still a funny guy. Oh, he's, he could be a comedian. He's a, yeah, exactly. He's, he could have been a stand-up comedian. Absolutely. No problem. Yeah. yeah. Some of the funniest interviews I've done with him. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know what what was it with him. I I remember one time, I think we were up here in Finland, um, and it was like, I saw him uh, on on the next day's flight. He came in and he was like, I can't, I couldn't sleep last night, man. I couldn't sleep. Like, what happened? He said, Well, I get up, and and I look at the clock, and it's like 9:15 a.m. Like, oh fuck. So he gets up. He says, I take a shower, you know, pack my bags and stuff, sitting there, and then he said, I pull the curtain, and it's like pitch black outside and then he's like what the fuck is going on so apparently he had put his watch upside down it was quarter to three <laughs> <laughs> that's so typical 
Oh, that's awesome. Classic that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> I'm like, so you poor guy, man. You've been up since 3 a.m. You're like, yeah. I couldn't go back to sleep after that. <laughs> There you go. That's wonderful. Okay, we're closing in on 15 minutes here, which is our time limit because you are off to the stage. I'm about to go. Uh, and we always finish off with uh, the, the, the cheesy song or the cringe song. It's a song that you like, but you possibly wouldn't tell your friends you like. Oh, wow. So yeah. just let's tell our 200,000 listeners yeah. instead. Something that you won't tell anybody, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Could it be anything, really? Yeah, yeah anything. any type of something music. That something that maybe your fans will be surprised that discuss like that. Really? Oh wow! Well, actually, I'm a big fan of the Doors, and mm-hmm. um, obviously, it's, that's nothing to be ashamed of because they're an amazing band. But a lot of people probably wouldn't expect that I would like a band like the Doors, mm-hmm. and I love them. So, any well, song in particular? Whoa. The end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the end. Uh, I don't know. Um, play whatever you like. I don't know. What's a good door song? I mean, there's so many good ones. Come on, baby. No, not that one. Come on, not that one. No, not that one. Right, let's play. LA Woman? LA Woman is a good one. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's play LA Woman. <laughs> Thank you go. so much. Thank you best guys. of luck with everything. Tak so it. Woo! And we'll finish off with some words of wisdom. Bottoms up. Friendship. It's like peeing in your pants. Everybody can see it, but only you can feel its warmth. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you come up with that yourself? Absolutely, right now. Well, <laughs> Thank good. you so much. And Bye-bye. Thank and you, guys. Bottoms, bottoms rock. <laughs> yep. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.